Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey, everyone. So welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today is a guest episode, and I have G. Nantra on the line. She's a former medical scientist turned blogger, freelance writer, and speaker, aka She's Family. And G. is the host of the Create and Prosper podcast. So she's passionate about helping bloggers and writers create stellar content and build profitable businesses. So hey, G., how are you? Hey, thank you for having me, Tiffany. I'm doing great. Oh, no problem. I love speaking with other um, Browns <laughs> in the financial industry. It's awesome. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, um, we had a brief conversation before we went on about side hustling, because that's one mm-hmm. thing that we both have in common. <laughs> right, correct. Uh, and I just wanted to expose people to, you know, how you were able to use side hustling as um, a way once you got laid off to sustain yourself. So if you can give us just a little bit of that story, um, how side hustling got you through a tough time. Yes. Um, so my side hustle story really, st- it, it starts way before 2015, but um, I, I would just start from 2015. In 2015, I had just graduated from my PhD. I uh, got a PhD in microbiology and immunology, and we had moved to San Diego um, to, for me to start a program uh, a postdoctoral training program at um, a really, you know, top university, uh, UC San Diego. And so um, we came and we realized very quickly we were moving from Philadelphia, PA to San Diego, California. We realized really, really quickly that we were no longer in Philadelphia when it came to finances. Like everything was twice the price. Groceries were more expensive. Um, housing was more expensive. Everything was just more expensive. And so I realized really quickly that my salary as a postdoc trainee was just not going to cut it, right? So um, long before, like I said, my story starts long before that, but about two years or three years before we had, I had graduated from grad school, I had stumbled upon this whole world of online business and freelancing and just making money online. And it was really intriguing to me, but of course, because I was in school at the time, I couldn't you know, really pay attention to that. But I learned a lot during the, the years leading up to that. And so when I realized how expensive <laughs> this, uh, San Diego was, I was like, oh, I'm going to need another stream of income in order for us to keep up with the bills and such. And so um, I was really good with social media. I had started a blog the year before and had just started to gain some traction. I had around a 1000 or so, maybe even less than a thousand followers on Twitter. I had, um, uh, I had just jumped on Periscope because Periscope had just started, and I had a couple hundred followers there. And I really knew how to use social media. I was on Pinterest, um, and I really knew how to use social media to drive traffic back to my blog. And so I was like, well, why don't I? 
um, market myself as a social media manager. Um, so I decided one day, I just decided to become a social media manager as my side hustle. And so, and social media manager, both social media management and freelance writing. So one day I was at work and then my husband um, just like emailed me a link and it was a link to a Craigslist ad for, for a writer. Somebody was looking for a freelance writer. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, because, you know, he knew that I wanted to start generating some extra income. And so I responded to that ad, but never really got a response. Mm. However, on that same day, somebody had posted on Craigslist um, for, they needed a social media manager. So I was like, oh, well, whilst I'm here, why don't I, when I don't just, you know, let me just apply for this. Let me just um, respond to this particular ad. So I did. And later on that day, the uh, lady ended up being a lady right here in San Diego who was a web designer, got back in touch with me. She was so excited to see that I was using social media to drive so much traffic to my blog and that I had built up my own social media channels and so on. So she was like, I'd love for you to come on and be my social media manager. And I signed her up for $300 a month and I was beside myself with joy <laughs> because it was like 300 extra dollars that wasn't coming from my job, right? It wasn't coming from a nine to five. And I was so excited to start getting paid that much um, on the side. And then, you know, I started doing a really good job for her with her social media. So she started referring me to all her friends because she was part of a business community here in San Diego. And so I went from, you know, zero... Uh, zero side income to about, I think, $1,200 in side income within about three months, just from answering that one social, that one social media manager ad. And it was, I was just amazed because I was like, wow, there are people out there who need services and who will pay you money to do work for them. And it doesn't, it doesn't depend on your degree. It doesn't depend on your past experience. It just depends on the results that you can give them. So I was really excited. And so I can just continued on to build that side hustle. In um, 2017, I kind of jumped ship from social media management and focused solely on freelance writing. And in 2018, I was able to generate over $22,000 inside income on the side of my job as a postdoc. Um, but then in 2018, also, I lost my job as a postdoc because um, the way it works in the um, biomedical research world is that we get grants to do research with. And once the grants runs out, you lose your job, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so I lost my job. And when I lost the job, I realized really quickly that my freelance writing could be something that I could build up. I could build up and replace that income that I had lost. And, and this is where um, I will just chip in to say that if you are, you know, right now you may have a really nice and cushy job and think that it's so secure and that you will never lose it. And I don't want to be, you know, I'm not a negative person. I'm pretty upbeat, but I will say that nothing really is permanent. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important for you to start building a side hustle long before you need it. 
I had been building this side hustle for about two and a half years leading up to me losing my job. So I knew what it was like to get clients. I knew what it was like to send invoices. I knew how much I needed to cover my expenses in case a job loss like this occurred. And so I was ready for it. Um, and that I, I know that particular, um, taking that decision just about two and a half years earlier to start a side hustle was allowed um, me and my family to have a way smoother transition into um, that period where I was unemployed um, than we would have if we, I had never started a side hustle or if I had only just learned about side hustling but never had put anything into action. So that's my side hustle story in a nutshell. <laughs> right. Well, you just unpacked so much there, G. So I just wanted to, because I was over here writing notes as you were talking, um, because you said um, you know, you had to move to California. And I just wanted to press the point that whenever you get a job or a job promotion or anything that requires you to move, make sure that you um, understand what the cost of living difference is between where you're coming from and where you're going. Um, because that is something that's oftentimes overlooked because you like, you know, let's say for instance, this was the case, I'm not sure, but let's say, you know, you get a new benefits package, compensation package, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a, a way more than what I would make, you know, otherwise, but mm -hmm. then you get over there and it's like, oh, <laughs> you know, right. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, people are taking that extra step because I've seen it happen in my career as HR where people didn't understand the cost of living difference. And then that made a huge difference in whether they would have accepted it or not. Now, another thing you said, oh, go ahead. Did you want to say? No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was agreeing with you because yes, that's something I did not, the whole moving cost thing. That was something that I really didn't take into consideration. I just, you know, you know, back then I was really naive and I just thought, oh, well, we're going to move. I'm going to get a job. The pay is going to be great. And it's definitely going to cover all our expenses. And that was not the case. And so I, I totally agree with you that you should be better prepared and take it into consideration that moving from one state to another or moving from one country to another could mean a completely different financial, uh, financial situation. So I, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And another thing that often goes overlooked is, you know, once a job offers you a position, right? That means you've gotten through the interview, they love you, blah, blah, blah. Don't be afraid to ask for moving expenses, help with moving and things like that. Because that's mm. another thing that often goes underutilized or under negotiated for. And you have more power before you walk into the door as far as negotiations are concerned. So I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> No, valid points. And those are really valid, solid points that, you know, that I didn't know back then. Now I know better. But back then I had no idea I could ask for moving money. I had no idea I could, I had no idea of the, all these things, right? And so, you know, and that's why we're on this podcast, right? It's to help people get prepared before they, they have to face such a life situation. Exactly. And then another thing that you mentioned was multiple streams of income. So like what I said from the beginning, like we're both queens of the side hustle. Um, right. <laughs> I tell people all the time, like when I was working in corporate, you know, I was joking with people, my coworkers and I'm like, oh, I'm looking for my seventh job. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> 
right. it helps when you have those multiple streams because like for instance what happened to you when you got laid off and you no longer had your job you didn't panic as much because you're like look well maybe this opens up time where I can go full in on this other thing that I was building part-time you know <laughs> exactly 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 absolutely I had I had the luxury of 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 actually like not panicking to be honest um actually the day and I'll just slip this in is the day that um my boss like broke it out to us that okay you know in six weeks y'all are not gonna have a job anymore I smiled for some (laughs) it was like an odd response I smiled because I was like yes this means I get a few months to work on my side hustle right because you know in 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 the industry I'm in it on average it takes people six months to a year to find a new job you know so um, I, I'd say that, you know, when that happened, I was like, okay, well, you know, if this means six months of just working on, uh, my, on this as a full-time situation, then that, that so be it. And, you know, it ended up really working out for me. So, yep. I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and another point that I loved that you made was it's about the results, not the mm. degrees, not about the education. It's about what you can do for people. Because a lot of people look at me like, oh, she has a master's and, you know, you have your PhD, you know, they're mm. highly educated. That's why they're talking. No, that has nothing to do with anything. Like one, no. of, yep. one, of, yeah, one of my side businesses is making soap. Like, <laughs> I mm. didn't need any type of education for that other than what I learned my, on my own, um, but it has nothing to do with my degree, like, <laughs> at all. So I just wanted to encourage people that, you know, whatever you're passionate about or whatever you love doing, there's someone out there that's willing to pay you for it. You just have to find them. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and I want to reiterate that because um, I remember I was, uh, you know, I also, you know, post videos to YouTube and I remember one day I was just reading comments under somebody's video and they were like, um, you know, well, do you have to go to university to do this? Do you have to, um, you know, get a college degree to be, and I, and, and I was like, listen, you don't need a degree I'm, I'm all about education and I think people should get education, but to be honest, sometimes it can be overrated a little bit mm-hmm. because a lot of people, and just a little bit, but a lot of people, right, who will pay you money to do their videos, who will pay you money to write for them, who will pay you money to do social media for them, none of them has ever asked me for my degree. Mm-hmm. None of them, you know, they don't really care about that stuff. They care that you can execute. They care that you can give them results. Can you bring traffic to my website? Can you write a piece of content that converts people from from casual readers to buyers? Can you take amazing photos of me? Nobody really cares, especially in the in the world of freelancing. Um, and in your case, even like doing things like e-commerce and selling soap and you know creating crafts to sell on Etsy. Nobody is asking you for your degree. What they want to see is something that meets, like, you, you, that you solve a problem. You know, what is your solution to somebody's problem? And if you can provide that solution, people are more than happy to pay you. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be a craft. It doesn't have to be um, a good. It can be a service. I have a friend that owns a or organizing company. And mm-hmm. I, I have used her a few times because I feel like I can't get my life in order. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, um, you know, like for instance, she came and organized my kitchen and it was just like a weight was lifted. Like when I was ready to cook, cause I love cooking. So when I was ready to cook, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I know where this is. Oh, I know where that is. And mm-hmm. it's like something that was so easy for her cause she loves to do it. That would have taken me hours. So mm-hmm. that's that's what that's another thing I tell people when you have something that you don't enjoy doing and you don't like to do go ahead and farm it out there's someone out there that can do it for you and maybe it's you <laughs> like right or as you know somebody else in the community so definitely get out there and side hustle so with that being said g where can people find you if they want to learn more because we've unpacked so much but i'm sure you have way more to offer so where can we find you absolutely so i am on um several platforms you can find me on youtube i have a channel called create and prosper and on create and prosper i really talk to people that want to pursue the path of freelance writing and content creation and so uh, the content is heavy on becoming a freelance writer and creating amazing content right and then there is also some like designing a lifestyle business in there so you can find me on youtube g nontra create and prosper Um, I also have a podcast by the same name, Create and Prosper Podcast, all right? So anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can just plug that in, Create and Prosper, the Create and Prosper show or the Create and Prosper podcast, and you should find me. I am also on Instagram, and I love Instagram stories. So you will, you know, definitely come visit me in my Instagram stories and send me DMs and stuff because I love that stuff. And then uh, for more professional folks, I am on LinkedIn. I'm also active on LinkedIn. And, and you'll find me at Gertrude Nontra PhD um, over there and come let's hang out. So YouTube, my podcast, Instagram, and LinkedIn are the major places where you can find me on the interwebs. Nice. Thank you so much, G. And I'll have all those links in the show notes, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on. This was an awesome conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for having me. No problem. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Talk to you soon.